It's Monday. It's July 6th. And the word of the day is jingoism, which means extreme patriotism. And just a quick refresher on a past word of the day from Kurt Vonnegut, a grand faloon is a proud and meaningless association of human beings. For example, any nation, anytime, anywhere. So, the word of the day used in a sentence. Republicans are stupid. Jingoism. Grand faloon. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> I feel like Vonnegut and Orwell would be really fucked today if they tried to write, right? Just yeah. Yeah. What do you mean that's just the news? I gotta right, throw this right. whole thing out now. Keep going for <laughs> fiction, getting op-eds, it'd be all fucked up. I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, J.K. Rowling comes up with a worse idea than wizards shitting on the floor of Hogwarts. Not civil enough for Reddit turns out to have been a thing. And geologists discover that Mount Rushmore slowly inched about 10 feet backwards somehow. <laughs> Started gazing in all different directions. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, did you have a good weekend celebrating the Original Brexit of 1776. Do you think if we agree to do mouth stuff, England will take us back? Is it too late? It's too late, but I hear the EU has an open slot. Um, (laughs) Oh. In our lead story tonight, if COVID-19 was a war, it would be the third deadliest in U.S. history. Uh, Now, that's if we measure by total deaths, and this isn't over, right? If we measure it in deaths per day, it would be the deadliest. Uh, And I think that information is vital to properly calibrating your rage at news this weekend that the White House's new messaging strategy is learn to live with it in those words. So the the proper calibration, I think, would be somewhere between George W. Bush standing on the rubble of the Twin Towers and going, oh, boo fucking who, like New York isn't going to find another skyscraper somewhere, and FDR truncating his Pearl Harbor speech to December 7th, 1941 was a Sunday. (laughs) Or Vietnam, the way Vietnam happened. You can just do that. (laughs) Except with 78 times the rate of death. Yes. Mission accomplished. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Now, as derisible as this message is, I have to admit that it is a step up from the previous message, which was, what's that over there? Yep. Right? We've literally watched this fucking administration flounder with no consistent message at all, coherent or otherwise, for months. So the new strategy, in so much as there is one, seems to be making sure that, like, everyone ignores the problem consistently. Right. In other words, when everybody yells, what's that over there? It's important that they all be pointing in the same direction. So, you know, in the 168 days since the virus was confirmed on our shores, that's how far we've come. Just an elephant with a dry cough in the Oval Office. Like, right? <laughs> I'm not even here. I'm not even here. Just do your thing. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> But as much as their goal seems to be consistency, the rub some dirt on it message that they've settled on is in direct conflict with the shit that all the other humans are saying. Even lapdog Republican governors like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, who have already shown their loyalty to Trump the way heavier than the lives of their constituents, are starting to mandate face masks and backtrack on their insane reopening schedules. Ah, boy, is my face red. And by face, I mean hands. Red with the blood of the thousands of yeah. people I caused the death <sighs> of. Out dams. <laughs> Fuck. Am I Lady Macbeth again? This keeps happening. <laughs> I think I'm Lady Macbeth again. <laughs> right, yeah. 
So here's how this message is apparently going to break down. According to multiple sources over the weekend, Trump's top advisors plan to argue that instead of reinstituting lockdowns and restrictions, we should focus on the economy no matter how many people die. Literally. They're going to emphasize the use of therapeutic drugs. I wonder if hydroxychloroquine will make an appearance and the relatively low risk that most Americans have from dying of the virus, even if that includes just making up fucking numbers. And if that fails, I guess they'll switch to emphasizing all the ways to die that are far less pleasant than a fatal case of COVID-19, starting probably with being eaten alive by ants. That'd suck. Okay, uh, new policy. If you guys get COVID, come to Fifth Ave and the president will shoot you. <laughs> it's faster. It's kind of for a bet thing that we've got going. Everybody, everybody wins. <sighs> All right, I should point out that there were a few brief glimmers of hope over the weekend, uh, but I should also point out that they turned out to just be low points in the road when we really got close to them. Uh, in an interview with Fox Business last week, uh, Trump did say that he was all for wearing masks, Huh. Though he also claimed that they made him look like the Lone Ranger, so what? you kind of have to wonder how the fuck he was wearing <laughs> it. Um, in the same interview, by the way, he also reiterated his ridiculous claim that the virus would just disappear. And also, I have to note this because it's so fucking stupid. In the same interview, he pointed out that the mask he was wearing was black. And not just black, but in his own words, dark black. Just in case you were picturing him in a in a light black mask like some kind of LGBTQ or something. <laughs> All right, and quick, while there are still enough Americans alive to hear it, we're going to pause for a quick word from this week's first sponsor, <laughs> Policy Genius. Okay, what about at the knee? C come on, that's not even close to 30%. What? Yeah, it is. That's See, pretty close. It's it's close to 30% seriously. I have very full ankles. I mean, we can weigh it afterwards. I will show you that there's... After is going to be too late, obviously. Hey, hey, guys, what you doing? Oh, hey, Noah. I'm actually glad you're here. You know, money's been a little tight lately, so I'm afraid we're going to have to cut back on Heath by at least 30%. Cut back on Heath? I know. I know. I don't like it either. The good news is I'm aiming for this to be almost entirely leg-based. So it will affect our show, but just like a little bit, just e a little Eli, bit. Eli, if you want to save money, one way to do it is to simply save on the things you already pay for, like home insurance. If you own a home, reshopping your home insurance rates with Policy Genius could save you a good chunk of change. And the best part is you barely need to lift a finger to do it. Or a leg. Or, or a leg, exactly. First, head to PolicyGenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then PolicyGenius will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. If PolicyGenius finds a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll do all the work to get you switched. Own a car, too? Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policies across different insurers and even mix and match to find you savings. They've saved their customers an average of $1,127 per year doing just that. Wow, that's like 11.23% um, of a Heath. It sure is. So if you'd like to put a little cash back in your pocket right now, see how much you can save by reshopping your home insurance rates at PolicyGenius.com. Thanks, Noah. Kind of wish you you walked in before we did all my toes, though. You're you late. cut off all his toes? Yeah, it's called a micro cutback, Noah. Read a Newsweek. <sighs> and we're back. Next up in headline, in Boy Are Our Faces Red News. 
football dynasty and personified hate crime, the Washington Redskins are thinking about changing their name. Maybe. Thinking. (laughs) Yes. Because it's, you know, because it's blindingly racist and has been for literally ever. There has never, ever been an appropriate time for their name. But now, in the year 2020, they're considering changing it. Maybe. Maybe. Guys, we keep forming these ad hoc hate crime committees. I'm just saying. So maybe a permanent <laughs> one? I don't know. Like, it feels like ad hoc for each time. Let's just keep it going. Yeah. So this past Friday, the team announced that they're launching an official review of the name. Yes, yes, a thorough review. They've made it as far as K, so they're just mowing right through the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the review is being done by team owner Dan Snyder, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell, and other league officials. According to the Washington Post, one of the people involved said the following, speaking on the condition of anonymity, quote, you know where this leads. They're working on that process. It will end with a new name. Dan has been listening to different people over the last number of weeks, end quote. Yeah, I wonder which people he's been listening to. It's such a wild coincidence that FedEx would threaten to pull their funding from the team right before Dan was going to have this change of heart regardless, isn't it? <laughs> All right, guys, let's really think about the victims here. The advertising team is getting killed. (laughs) killed. (laughs) Yeah, however, for the team's part, they have only said that this, quote, formalizes the initial discussions the team has been having with the league in recent weeks, Uh end quote. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, we managed to get a secret microphone into a very tasteful bottle of Aunt Jemima that <laughs> Snyder keeps in his desk at all times. So let's hear how that meeting went. Uh, right this way. I, I'm very grateful for this opportunity, Mr. Goodell and Mr. Snyder. Uh, no problem, Tyler. You come highly recommended. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your boss. That's disappointing. Anyway, so about the name change... Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down, Tiger. We're just having a discussion here. Yeah, let's start with a discussion first. Just take it easy. Oh, all right. Uh, What what did you guys want to discuss? Uh, Well, forgive the obvious question here, big guy, but what's wrong with the current name? Oh, everything. Everything? Really? Everything? Well, yeah, it's it's considered a a slur. It's, It's just it's graphically racist. Yeah, but everything is a little racist. No. Yeah. No, some things are not at all racist. (laughs) I wish. You you don't have to wish. There are a lot of not racist things. Really? What about Aunt Jemima, for example? That's, That's based on a character that's incredibly offensive to black people. Oh, you could say black people now. Yeah. No, you can. Oh. Can you? You can? Okay. Uh, what about... No. Uh, okay, what about... Definitely not. Really? All right, what about... I, I don't even think that's an English word anymore. Unbelievable. Well, I think the answer is pretty clear, Roger. Oh, great. Honestly, for a second, I thought you guys were going to go... In the new way. team is the... Ha! Love it. Nice. Okay. Gonna make so many shirts. So many shirts, yep. I drew a thing for it. (laughs) (laughs) And with that reminder that those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it, let's toss things over to our second sponsor this week, The Great Courses Plus. 
Hey guys, welcome to a typical e-learning experience. Um, some guy in his basement. Thanks for paying $99.99. Now, let's learn how to do surgery. Okay, so first, you're gonna need a knife. Like, a sharp one, though, I guess. I, I don't really know. Damn it. Hey, Heath, what's the matter? <sighs> I was trying to do some e-learning, but... Everything I found is super low quality. Anesthesia, Vicks VaporUp, same diff, yeah, honestly. This, is, this mm -hmm. is what I'm talking yeah, about. I can see that. Well, why don't you try The Great Courses Plus? Oh, what's The Great Courses Plus? Now, you see, that's a liver. You just stay away from that. Bad. Because people, like, super need it. So just, just the stay clear. The Great Courses Plus is a streaming service that has an extensive course library. You can educate yourself on nearly any topic imaginable, enhance your cooking skills, better understand your finances, improve your responses to stress and anxiety, and so much more. And all of the content is objective and fact-based. Okay, guys, that's the end of VHS number one, so uh, turn over the tape, unless you have a Betamax, in which case you're going to want to press forward, forward, back forward for the next chapter. And the Great Courses Plus is easy to access anytime, anywhere. Oh, yeah? Any recommendations? I got a ton, actually. I really liked Introduction to Astrophysics with Joshua Wynn. It was a great way to refresh mm. basic concepts and appreciate the complexity of the universe. That sounds awesome. Now, pigs are different than humans. I've made that mistake. Trust me, bros. <sighs> So don't wait any longer. Sign up for the Great Courses Plus today. We've arranged for our listeners to get unlimited access to their entire library for free. To start your free trial, sign up today using our special URL. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Remember, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Uh, I've actually just been informed that this is a pig, so like, never mind, I guess throw out this whole tape then. Where did you get this anyway? eBay. I see. My grandma's going to be furious. I don't know why I didn't just hit stop when we started talking, though. That would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines, we've been talking a lot about the recent trend of removing big symbols of ignorance and bigotry. And that's why... Donald Trump is being slowly removed from the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, Trump and his ideas are never going to be completely removed from our national consciousness or the internet, uh, unless our coronavirus thing really pans out just right. But we started <laughs> chipping away at a couple online spots last week, most notably Reddit. Reddit permanently took down r slash the Donald, which is... Basically, the Confederate statue of the internet. It was, it was one of the largest online communities of Trump supporters and a super spreader for the Trumpian virus over the last five years or so. And it just got shut down and also disposed of by a digital hazmat team. It's gone. Yeah. They, they tip over the box, a bunch of sentient shoes pop out and start goose-stepping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, great. Now Nazis only have... Every other place on the internet Almost to radicalize the the <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of them left. And uh, we, we actually also got a few other examples of the internet drawing a line between its giant collection of the most depraved things you can think of and a bunch of that Nazi stuff we just mentioned in other places. Between those things and the leader of the Republican Party of 2020. And that's impressive in some sense. He's too much of a bigot 
for the internet, for Reddit. <laughs> we already saw major social justice warriors like Jack Dorsey of Twitter starting to fact check Trump's content recently. And now his Twitch account is shut down too. Even Twitch YouTube account. started caring about this stuff. Former KKK Grand Wizard David Duke and neo-Nazi leader Richard Spencer both had their channels removed from YouTube. I wonder how they figured out those guys were racists. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. You can still watch Richard Spencer getting punched in the yeah. face. That video is not gone. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you should punch anyone, but I am saying that if Pornhub is down and you want to masturbate, you can definitely watch that video in super slow-mo on repeat or <laughs> fast or back and forth, whatever you want to do. Pause it. And if you're anti-Nazi punching, you can watch the video backwards, and then a guy just runs over and fixes his shirt for him. So, you know, something for everybody. So, this trend is definitely good news, but let's not pretend every major corporation that does something morally correct is acting out of moral correctness. Yeah. They're reacting to a shift in public opinion about these things because it helps their brand in almost every case. The Washington football team, for example, uh, formerly known as the Slur Words, can't even <laughs> get their brand mentioned on TV without fixing yep. the name. So they're thinking about doing that. Now, I'd love it if removing Nazi content was happening because don't have Nazi content is one of the most basic ethical principles in existence, but that's obviously not the case. In May of 2020, that idea was... Progressive fringe politics. <laughs> New internet insult. Everyone who disagrees with me is not Hitler. <laughs> yeah, but here's the good news. This is actually an elegant market solution. <laughs> Just like Ayn Rand conservatives love to slobber about. When Pornhub's down for them, I'm assuming they pull out their econ textbook with the supply and demand curve and just stare at that sweet, sweet intersection. So when they complain about how free speech is being curtailed, they're full of shit. That's not what's happening here. When private companies like Reddit decide to remove content, they're exercising their free speech to choose what goes on their platform. Bottom line, by several measures, the Black Lives Matter movement is the largest civil rights movement in American history, and it's actually changing the demand curve in the marketplace of ideas. Yep. The movement is a great accomplishment for so many other reasons, but this reason in particular highlights conservative hypocrisy super nicely, so that's fun. And for alt-right so-called intellectuals, it fucks up their whole thing. So make sure your shitty uncle hears about it every time he tries to quote Ben Shapiro on this topic. Amen. Who, side note, we learned a few weeks ago, Jimmy Stewart jerks off to in his basement apartment. So, you know. <laughs> if you so don't... Listen to Gam. Who the fuck knows what you think just happened? Yeah. Just but take no, it but as the look, truth. That just might be true face value. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but look, give me give me one or the other. Give me, you know, the corporations are all acting out of beneficence for us, or we've just made it so that being racist is no longer profitable. I'll take the latter, right? <laughs> That's a better outcome for me, yeah. And in Putin Me On news tonight. Vladimir Putin took a page out of the Karl Rove playbook last week when the people of Russia took to the polls and overwhelmingly voted to outlaw gay marriage. 
and also make it legal for Putin to be president essentially forever. The package <laughs> of reforms was sold to the people as a return to family values and highlighted that part that declared LGBTQ people secondary citizens. But hidden inside all of that was also a provision that would reset the clock on Putin's term limits, allowing him to remain president until 2036. Huh. Who could have imagined voting to stick it to gay people could put a tyrant in power? Huh. <laughs> also, the bigot thing is the main part of that new law. That's insane. In the U.S., at least we have the decency to make the bigot thing the rider on the bigger bill that has yeah. obvious things that we should do. Sometimes. Wow. Nationally, maybe, but not on the state level, we don't. No. No. Um, when when but, I say the U.S. has the decency, it's it, probably an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, right. You're probably overstating the case. Now, of course, this is Russia, uh, one of the few countries with elections that even Americans can look down their noses at. And while it's true that there was an actual election, and while I have no doubt that the majority did vote yes on this referendum, that's still a long ways from a fair election. Hell, there's still a long ways from even, like, Georgia Senate election levels of fair. <laughs> Given Putin's control of the media and tendency to kill, maim, and or discolor his opponents, I'm pretty sure everyone in America is qualified to look down on this farce, uh, except, of course, Donald Trump, who aspires to this level of farce. Tyler, Tyler, did you see that? He just snuck it right in there. Can we do that with the money? Like that money I gave people? Maybe put it in the letters I send everyone in real small print? He's got it so much easier than me. He, he just colluded with himself. That's, that's genius. Now, it's also worth noting that the existing Constitution limits a president to two six-year terms and... Putin's been ruling over Russia for over 20 years now, so it's not like failing to win this vote would have stopped him from remaining president, but that didn't keep him from keeping his thumb off the scale or anything. As soon as he saw he had a legitimate like lead in support for this measure, he expanded the voting by an extra week, made up some new national holiday to make sure that everybody had a chance to hit those belts, and on top of all of that, he really? even declared, yeah, he even declared himself victorious, or rather the state media independent of him, declared the referendum, which wasn't about him, victorious, five hours before the goddamn polls closed. <laughs> uh, wow. You know what, my friends? I really want to catch the masked singer. What do <laughs> you call this election, huh? Uh, I win. I'm winning. I'm winning. Ow, my ankle. Yep, oh. yes. Right. <laughs> I guess the game's over. What's, uh, what's the score right now? We can't Does keep going because the ankle. I guess it's, I guess it's done. Oh. Whoever's look, winning right now. <laughs> I know we don't cover a ton of Russian politics on this show, uh, but I wanted to highlight this one because, A, it's good to keep up with the guy running our country is up to, and, B, it's nice to have a preview of what we have to look forward to if we send that two-party system another message in November. <sighs> and in Rolling in the Deep Shit news, all Joanne Rowling had to do was sit back, beloved by immature adults like myself who only ever wanted to read one book and spend the <laughs> billion dollars the man-children like me gave her. Billion! She could have... Eaten it per se, three meals a day for the rest of her life. She could have rented the entire Bunny Ranch brothel in Reno, Nevada and fucked her way from one side to the other. She could have, as I will do with my crazy billionaire money when I get it, placed a full-page ad in the New York Times offering $100,000 to the first person who can convince Heath Enright to bite off one of their fingers. But no. Censored. No. What? No. 
Instead, Joanne decided to be a big, turfy bigot. And now her legacy has a big old asshole risk next to it. Yeah, and not just because those books actually suck ass and most people don't realize it because they started reading when they were too young to know what sucking ass even was. It's a typical Ravenclaw thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Love that race war. So here's the story for those of you who haven't been following along. In December of 2019, Rowling tweeted her support for Maya Forrester, a British bigot who lost her job because she tweeted bigot stuff and then lost an international rights tribunal because turns out being an asshole isn't like a protected international right. Yeah, also... This lady's shitty political opinion wasn't the reason for the non-renewal of her contract, as I understand it. The reason was that she was being a vocal bigot in the workplace. Like, you can believe whatever you want, but your behavior fucking counts and has consequences. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was the tribunal (laughs) ruling. And it's worth pointing out that, like, a lot of otherwise reasonable people came to Rowling's defense back then, right? She wasn't transphobic. She just didn't think the lady should be fired for expressing her opinion. Or she supports trans rights. She just doesn't believe in making people acknowledge pronouns, etc., etc. Well... Just in case there was any doubt, over the last couple of weeks, Rowling has doubled and tripled down on her transphobia, taking issue with an article that used the trans-inclusive term, people who menstruate, and saying, quote, If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. End quote. And if my arguments follow Dorothy all the way to Emerald City, they'll get their very own brain. (laughs) Also... Who is she arguing against? Yeah. What the fuck? Who is she talking to? Did someone yell at her that cisgendered people don't exist? And then that, like, ruined her identity as a proud member of a gender-restricted menstruation club? What the fuck is she talking about? Yeah. But it actually gets worse. See, after being condemned a couple of weeks ago by Glad, everyone who's ever been in a Harry Potter movie, and not one but two of the largest Harry Potter fan sites, Rowling published a 3,600-word essay that said, as a survivor of domestic abuse and sexual assault... Allowing trans women access to single-sex spaces was a danger to women. Oh, the but the gays will be allowed to use our showers argument. I guess that calmed down all the progressives, huh? Got it back on her side. (laughs) Yeah. And look, what the fuck? Like, we've been foiling rapists for years with the little, like, lady with a skirt on the front of the door. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Just Jeffrey Epstein standing outside the bathroom door. Damn it. Uh, Foiled again. Yeah. I'm going to go to the library. They got that unisex one in the middle. And look, I bring this up not just because fuck that lady, but because we're in a very specific time in history, right? Where bigotry towards trans people often cloaks itself as concern about other issues. Yes, right. It's hard to remember, but remember Jordan Peterson wasn't a bigot. He just didn't want Canada to make it illegal to change your pants. And -and so-and-so wasn't transphobic. He just really cared about fairness in sports. And Joe Joe Rogan, you said (laughs) so-and-so. And J.K. Rowling had defenders claiming she was being misunderstood up until the minute she basically wrote a blog saying, we oughtn't let blokes up like the ladies, what, what? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) fuck you. Go yell out Expecto Patronum and hang out with Joe Rogan for a little while. You're an asshole. (laughs) And finally tonight, 
in Jingo Unchained news. Fantastic. <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> saw that his poll numbers for November are not looking very good. So he decided to throw a jingoism gala on Independence Day Eve, during which he delivered a speech entitled America, fuck yeah, without <laughs> any irony or self-awareness at all. And in the saddest little attempt at unspoken messaging, he staged the whole thing right in front of Mount fucking Rushmore. Yes. Oh, if you told me he had unveiled the fact that he had had himself carved into it at that speech, I would believe you. I would believe you. <laughs> he wants that so Honestly, bad. I was just surprised that they didn't have Lincoln covered up so as not to offend his supporters, right? <laughs> Listen, our party wasn't always like this. We used to be different. <laughs> it's not fair to say that. So before the event even started, Trump had Air Force One do a flyover of Mount Rushmore as he was arriving in South Dakota. And his campaign promoted this very heavily, calling him, exact quote, the coolest president ever. And <laughs> one other detail about what was happening ahead of time. Uh, little thing. There's a fucking plague yep. that's happening. Mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of video of this, this stupid fucking event and saw one guy wearing a mask out of thousands. I'm assuming he's the guy who had to sit next to Kimberly Guilfoyle on Air Force One. In case anyone missed it, she's a fundraising official and the girlfriend of Donnie Jr., and she tested positive for COVID-19 last week. Well, also, and she is very clearly the least horrific Sigourney Weaver-esque Melania clone that that Estonian laboratory managed to. Yeah, they're getting it. They are getting it. Those eyes. No, they're getting close. They're getting close. Almost human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the event was a long evening of white nationalist edging with a few <laughs> white power cum shots interspersed yeah. throughout. It was so embarrassing and they didn't even know it. And the embarrassment started with the very first moment. Trump gets announced and the U.S. Marine Band starts playing Hail to the Chief like they do. But I'm pretty sure they all hate him at this point. So they're doing it sarcastically. I'm pretty sure they're doing it sarcastically now, like the way it sounds. Uh, I'm not aware of an Italian musical term like sarcastuti or, or whatever, but that's what they're clearly doing. And it's amazing. At least a group of them, enough to make it sound sarcastic, are making I, it sarcastic. I was just watching them all blowing respiratory droplets through their giant horns and shit, thinking like, who knew Brass Band was going to be the most dangerous post in the fucking Air Force this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the national anthem, and the singer is clearly trying to honor famous conservatives by doing her best impression of Roseanne Barr's amazing rendition. <laughs> yep. And... Then it seems like Trump might start speaking. You know, that would make sense at that point. But first, they have to wait for a flyby from every single overpriced killing machine in the military. They, they've scheduled the whole thing. But they didn't even do that well. First, we just watched four helicopters fly across the sky. And that's it. Yep. There was no, like, tricks or anything. <laughs> no. Just flying from left to right across the frame. And this took... So much longer than they realized. Yes, it went on forever. the greatest. It's like 10 minutes of everyone in this giant audience and everybody on stage trying to do it backwards. They're like craning their necks to watch and, and then giving up and then looking again to see how much progress across this large sky frame is having. 
and then giving up again, all in complete awkward silence. And then the same thing with some Jets. Yes. It was fucking <laughs> brutal. Oh, God. It was the Trump speaking of waiting for Trump to speak. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you, if you love monster truck rallies, but the liberal cucks down at the murder dome are afraid to salute our nation, <laughs> you will love air shows. All right. Well, that brings us to the actual content of the speech from Donald Trump. I'd say you could sum it up with, all lives matter, but really, he had a very specific list of lives that matter. Not all. <laughs> Mostly fetuses and Confederate generals. Those yep. lives yep. matter. That's what he highlighted. Yep. And speaking of Confederate generals, Trump's America will not tolerate anyone taking down a statue of Ulysses S. Grant, <laughs> which... Sounds like Trump doesn't know which team was the good guys in the Civil War, but he actually said Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Twice. Yes, So did. maybe that's uh, some other guy from the South. So maybe you got that, <laughs> that angle of it right. I don't know. He, that guy opposed totalitarianism, though. I know, I know that for sure. <laughs> he also praised Teddy Roosevelt for being the only person to ever be awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, and the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very noble prize given only to the noblest nobility and most peaceful of recipients. Oh, Jesus, oh. we should start the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have ended it for your consideration. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just saying. And one other detail. And I'm not exaggerating. The audience in South Dakota literally chanted USA, USA, six different times in his 45 minute speech. <laughs> Jesus. I actually, like, I went to the transcript of this and I control F'd it and USA exclamation, USA exclamation, USA exclamation happened six different times. <laughs> Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. Might as well be wearing MAGA hats made of granite delivered by the Blue Angels with missiles that turn into parachutes and they slowly float down onto their heads. <laughs> the only way this gets any more America embarrassing for Trump is if my fantasy came true and Black Lives Matter somehow teamed up with Bugs Bunny and they chiseled off everyone but Lincoln and replaced him with MLK, Malcolm X, and Barack Obama. And we saw that <laughs> all in the background. The whole time I was just fantasizing that. Uh, Crazy billionaire fun. money. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions, thanks to Eli Bosnick, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like... Dark Bunny Sauces, Burzmali, Becky, Carol, Patrick, Herbie Spicy, Jeff, Marvin, Harry, Michael, and Aaron, whose dicks and vaginas of beauty beauteous seem that much more beautiful by that sweet ornament which truth doth give. The rose looks fair, but fairer we it deem for that sweet odor which doth in it live. Eli? Do you have a comment on that? Comment about the uh, the author that you allegedly know lots about? 
Not too slow. It's Shakespeare. It's William Shakespeare. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Zlotnick of Eagle Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. I mean, this motherfucker thinks you can flip over a VHS tape. I don't understand. <laughs> Why we're listening to him at all. <laughs> I mean, you can flip it over. I mean, you can. You can't <laughs> fit it back right. into the... And if you push hard enough. <laughs> Clearly, you've never dealt with a top loader. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, I'm so old. <laughs> Do you have a top loading VCR? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a top loading VCR. The greatest thing about the top loading VCR is eventually the little spring would give out or the little latch or whatever would give out, and you'd have to find something heavy to set on top of it. Oh, just to like depress the spring? Yeah, just to keep it from popping back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that VCR, I wish I still had it. It would be this such such an amazing thing to have. That be, It had two sections that had to be put together, um, and it had a um, a remote control that was wired. So not that remote. No, not all that remote. Pretty much the opposite. It's a proximity <laughs> it was control. A couch control. <laughs> yeah. It's the greatest example. The second greatest example of uh, like quintessentially early '80s tech that we owned. The the greatest was our our CD player uh, because we got CD players when they're they'd been out on the market for like 18 minutes. M- my dad got a CD player, um, and they were. The size of refrigerators then? Yeah, that was a room. Like, you had to decide, okay, which room are we making into the CD player room? It, it was going to be hot. And <laughs> yeah, full exactly. Of right. Equipment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they fucking microsized it like 18 minutes after it came out, but we bought it 17 minutes in, right? So, as soon as we bought this gigantic fucking CD player, like the next day, you could buy a CD player that big that held like 14 discs, right? Like at once. And we, ours just had the one, yeah. Music is the one thing that has done te- technologically what I really thought it would do, right? Because now it's like, all right, tell you what, you give us $14 a month, you can have all the music that ever was yeah, or ever right, will be. right. How, imagine being a guy with a giant CD collection the day that <laughs> got announced. But Eli, it sounds better on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me just... What is that? This my portable air. It's my top loading VCR. Yeah, right. That's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) What's that? Is it just a tiny fan in a box full of water? I've seen those. Yeah, it is. But they're so quiet, according to the ads. Yeah, you you guys probably didn't notice it. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting a little cool air. This is such a. It's so sad. It's the fucking, yeah. For like a year, no, no, solid two years, two years, because I moved into this house on uh, July 4th, two years ago. Um, For two years and a day, you've been telling me, and he's been saying to me, 
hey, if you want to get one of those silent air conditioners, the company will pay for it. I, I feel like we should extend that. We can extend that to you as well. So, I just want to extend it to Noah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, because I've been looking up, and they do make $367 giant units that you can put in the middle of my face. He's going to get, an, like, an apple, like, geek <laughs> bar. Not happening. Oh, you know me too well. You know me far too well. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.